This is a Glass Box Media Podcast. The right shoes can take an outfit from good to great. Allbirds elevates your everyday style with timeless comfort and supreme versatility. Like their all-new Courier, a shoe with nods to a classic silhouette for undeniable appeal and made from 100% organic cotton. The Allbirds Courier is a natural classic shoe that keeps up with each step you take throughout your day and night. And at the Allbirds Innovation Lab, they're doing all the sciencey stuff like research and testing to create shoes from natural, sustainable materials. So you can look good while doing good. Everyday comfort delivered. Allbirds All-New Courier. Elevate your super natural style at Allbirds.com today. And use code SOCKSTYLE for free socks with your purchase. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Code SOCKSTYLE. Today is um, 10, 10, 2020. And I just want to give a quick RIP to all the brides who had their wedding day today. Today was supposed <laughs> to be their wedding day because oh, yeah. so many people picked this day. It was like the most popular wedding day of the year. Mm. Mm. Bomb city. <laughs> yeah. This... Hey, 2020, what's up? <sighs> Bummer. Yeah. yeah. what a year it's been man oh man okay so i'm in um i'm in missouri right now i'm not in la and i wanted to tell you guys about my flight so when i flew here i you know took all the precautions i have two masks on i've got a face shield on (laughs) i made sure i selected a seat where no one was sitting next to me when i checked in for my flight i I paid extra so i could move my seat if i needed to when i checked in for my flight there was no one in my row there was no one in front of me no one behind me and i was like sweet okay i'm an island perfect Mm -hmm. i don't know what happened in the 24 hours between when i checked in to when i left but there, there were people sitting right next to me. There was a guy <gasps> sitting right next to me in the on middle the plane, seat. In the middle seat on the plane, and I'm like, okay, you know, you, you're as protected as you can be. Just squish up against the window, like it's it. It is what it is. You just gotta like get there. First of all, we got off on a real bad foot because this motherfucker <gasps> leans no. across me. To open the window. Absolutely. No, goddamn no. not. Even no. in non-COVID times. Even in non-COVID times. That is inappropriate plane etiquette. You, Absolutely. That is my window, sir. That's right. I have the window seat. That's right. I have control over this whole side of the plane. Also, use your big boy words and fucking ask. You could ask and I would have opened it for you. You absolutely could have asked and I could open it for you. But like in especially in these trying times, TM, for you to invade my personal space like that. Oh, I just chills. Appalling. Hate that. (laughs) But, you know, I'm like chronically. So I was very visibly annoyed. Right. Passive aggressive. Didn't say anything. But it was very like (laughs) visibly annoyed. (laughs) I did think about it. I did think about it. I would, because I don't fuck with that shit. Get off me. 
But I was like, I'm going to be on this plane with this guy for like four hours, right? Like, you know, I'm going to have to sit next to this man for four hours. So I'm starting to think because I'm like chronically always think that I'm the problem was like, what am I being rude? Am I overreacting? Like, am I being rude? So I was starting to like think that (laughs) about halfway through the flight, he gets up and needs to use the bathroom. So he stands up. And again, I don't know what this man's deal is about using words because he isn't asking the woman on the end to like Mm -mm. move so that he can get up to use the restroom. He's just kind of of like indicating that he wants her to move, like kind of just like, you know, trying to like sidle by her. I'm like, let the woman get up. And when he stands up, when I tell you, I have never seen a hairier ass (gasps) in my life, in my life. It was, it was ass to face because he was. No, girl. And it it was, it was the most bizarre thing. Like literally it's burned into my memory. Because I've never seen anything like it. Like Ugh. you, have, you, you guys got have to assaulted. I did. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have to tell me if you've ever seen anything like this. Because like he had like low rise jeans on, so like when he like leaned over to walk out, like they went down below the crack area. Oh. Mm-hmm. It's not like it was back hair. Like it's not like it was like lower back hair. Oh. It was like the majority of it. Was in the crack. No. <gasps> like curly <laughs> black. <laughs> Sir. There was a solid four inches of crack showing. I'm offended. Which is you. most of the butt, really. <laughs> oh my God. My husband is a hairy motherfucker. Look, he is Italian and has 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 earned his hair stripes. I mean, the man has a hairy back. Like it, it just it is what it is. He does not have this. He does That's not what I mean. Have this. If it had been a he hairy doesn't back, have butt bush. Yes, no. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> look christina exactly like it looks like if you haven't done maintenance Uh uh downstairs Uh in a while yeah except all like a venus flytrap all the way up the crack oh (laughs) fuck you it was horrifying (laughs) i was like who are you also i have a question i thought that all these i thought all the planes were collectively no middle seat i'm super shook there's there's no like across the board regulations like they've left it up to the airlines to determine what they're gonna do yeah who did you fly i flew allegiant because it was the only airline that flew directly here so i i weighed my options i chose to do that and I was like, at least this way, I don't have to stop off in another, you know, right. airport and stuff like mm-hmm. that. To me, it made sense. And when I booked my flight and even when I checked in, the flight didn't look that full. So I was mm-hmm. like, oh, it's not going to be that bad. But I will tell people because um, I know somebody who recently flew to New York for work, Delta. Yeah. Like, but- even if you have to do a layover, fly Delta because they yep. are like the only airline that is really doing like fully like social distanced mm-hmm. seating wow. as far as I yeah, know. That's so, what I've heard too. Yeah. I've heard everybody else is just like all shoulders. Like yeah. mm-hmm. y'all deal with it. Yeah. yeah. At your own risk, I guess. As a Delta uh, person, yeah, no, we 
we did get an email about that too that they were like we're not booking middle seats that's why i thought that i thought all airlines were kind of in the same boat after having been i will say like after having been really inside for seven months basically like i i've barely gone out like anthony and i haven't even really like eaten out or anything like we just don't we don't go out very much it was really anxiety provoking (laughs) for my first like a time being around that many people for it to be in a a tin can next to a man with the hairiest ass i've ever seen in my life (laughs) (laughs) woof 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 but i made it so safe yeah oh my gosh oh my dear yeah no we um mainly just been been working this week my my final week woohoo at work yeah so yeah just nothing really but yeah same old same yeah same old 2020 quarantine trying to find anything yep to do except for watch netflix <laughs> Literally. Dude, it's it's wild. Like out here, things are open. Like a lot of things are open, but I just can't get my brain wrapped around being mm-hmm. around people. Like I, I, it's I can't adjust. I don't know. Like maybe like the last week I'm out here, I'll finally be like, now I feel okay to venture out somewhere. But like mm-hmm. people are, we live where we live um, in Springfield. It's like fraternity row. So all the, you know, this is a college town and all classes are back open and people are that partying, man. Like wild last wow. night parties, parties, wow. parties, because we're like fraternity sorority row. So it's wow. it's a trip. Wow. Just crazy. Just <sighs> just nuts. Yeah. I mean, and I said COVID uh, is at its highest. That's been yet. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think people are just like, whatever. Like, they're like, YOLO. <laughs> At this point. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I feel feel so bombarded by this year. Like, honestly, I don't want to say I feel like numb now, but it's just like, it, it, I something cracked in me. The fly on Pence's head, something it broke me. It, it broke me. Where I'm just like, well, that's that's it. I'm like, that was my level of fucks that I, I could give in a year has been reached, and it is October, and I'm I'm done. I'm yeah. just like so numb to it. I'm just all shoulders from here on out. Just ugh, God, too much. Yeah, I think we've all hit. Well, I was going to say I think we've all hit maximum capacity, but um, we have an election in a couple of weeks, so yeah. you better <laughs> gird your loins, ma'am. I know, yeah. I know, dude. I, I my my ballot is sitting here, ready to be filled out and sent in. Yep, yeah, Anthony right. sent me mine, so mine got in yesterday. I triple checked because I had to I had to move and everything like that, so I double checked yesterday my registration is uh good to go at the new address so and we could finally got our mailbox keys yesterday so i got all excited thinking i would have mine in the mail but i haven't gotten do the mail-in ballots have to be notarized 
No. They don't? Okay. Don't Out here, so. they do. In Missouri, oh they have God. to be notarized. So I was like, oh my God, am I going to have to find a notary <laughs> to mail weird. in my ballot? I don't think you do. You could just send, put yours in the mail because you're not voting technically. Right. Yeah. It's a California Missouri. ballot. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good. But I would get it in the mail ASAP. Yeah. I'm going to fill it out this weekend. Did you get your uh, information booklet too? Yeah. I got that before I left town. So I packed it in my suitcase <laughs> so that yeah. I would have it. There's so references. To talk to you guys about some of those um, propositions, not like right now on this right. podcast. I know literally but... everybody is like, please no. <laughs> no, like, the we're also not did... from California and we don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Let's all talk about Prop 22. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not. <laughs> uh, but yeah, mainly for anybody listening around the world. Uh, well, you don't care about the U.S. elections, or maybe you do because it affects a lot of of people around the world. Uh, vote, vote. It's important. Yeah. Please, please vote. Um, I did watch this amazing video of Australians watching um, the presidential debate. Oh man, and oh, their no. comments on it. Uh, I can't. My my priceless. fragile look. I've. <sighs> For everything that 2020 has been, my what's left of, of my ego, I can't handle watching people in countries who have their shit together <laughs> to watch us flounder the way. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know it's happening, and, like, I'm so happy for you guys, but I Good for can't. you, New Zealand. Exactly. I'm like, mm-hmm. I, but I, 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 I know it's bad, okay? I know it's bad. I can't watch you talk about it being bad. <laughs> right. right. It's like when somebody makes fun of like your your brother or your Exactly. Sister, I'm like, like I, I get can to make do f- that. I get yeah. to do that. And you can do that, but don't do it in front of me. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh. oh my gosh. It's f- amazing. Well, I'll let you guys know. I texted uh the girl group yesterday uh to let you guys know where I'm at mentally, um, where twenty twenty has led me, and that is to watching Real Housewives for the first time in my life. I have Welcome. never been, I have never been a Real Housewives person. Uh, something broke in me. Something mm-hmm. broke open. And I was like, you know what? Why not? I yeah. mean, Why not? <laughs> you, you, you and I share that, uh, that whole vacuuming grass thing. And I mm-hmm. feel like that show is the ultimate. Oh, you know what happened? Vacuuming. What happened was, what had happened was what had I was happened? looking for like gifts or something. And I was specifically looking for Nene Leakes gifts because she's like a gift queen. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, why are there so many like sound bites and gifts of Nene Leakes? What's happening on this show that mm-hmm. is uh, facilitating this to go on? A so <laughs> I was like, I'm going to start watching Real Housewives of Atlanta. <laughs> Oh my God, you guys, I, it is, it's like a train wreck. It's like, I can't look away, but at Mm -hmm. the same time, I'm positively horrified that Mm -hmm. grown ass women in their thirties and forties are behaving this way. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I, I am secretly like kind of interested, but I would 
definitely have to watch it in secret because it is a trigger. Oh, oh, I'm watching it in secret. Eric. My brother walked in on me. <laughs> and I, I, I turned, I turned the page. Like I, I minimized the screen. I was like, I can't let people. I mean, here I am letting the whole world know, but like at the same time, I'm like, I can't let people actually watch me watch this. <laughs> mm-hmm. well, <laughs> like, like you were caught watching porn. You're like flipping exactly. down. The, <laughs> nope, nope, nothing, nothing. Turn the laptop. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, horrifying. Uh, I need a new like guilty pleasure too mm. i i just i ha- i haven't like locked in on something i've i've been watching um shit's creek yes that's what uh, i was going to talk so about excited. at the end Oof. i have it and it is called married at first sight and i Ooh. am now addicted <laughs> and i'm not going to lie look it's it's horrible it's trash i remember i watched like the first season or two like when it started years and years ago and i kind of was like this is horrid it's dreadful and so what is the premise they legitimately meet at the altar it's exactly what you think it is is exactly that so what they do is there's these like panel of experts that are like a psychologist and you know sex therapist and a a pastor who's also like you know so it's like these group that like matches you with what they consider to be your perfect match right Mm -hmm. and you Mm -hmm. just trust these people to get it right and honestly on occasion they do the one that's on netflix season nine was actually really interesting and i watched it dylan and i watched it my son and i together and it was it's a train wreck but it's also surprisingly like interesting in the way that like the the therapists and stuff like they really guide people and they have some really incredible advice but you know what these are two strangers so and there's Mm -hmm. there's that aspect too so there's people who really like jump in feet first and are like we're doing this damn thing and there were couples like honestly that i'm like you guys shouldn't be together and ended up together. And then you're like, two, the other side of the social experiment is that you're being filmed the whole time. So Oof. either you're on your best behavior because you're on film or it's adding a new, a different stressor that a new relationship wouldn't have. So it's, it's a weird balancing act. Right? I, there is something so weird to me about married at first sight <clears throat> because I can't see for myself placing that kind of like desperation, like that kind of like importance on being mm. married that you're like, mm. I don't care who it is. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I, 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 why? I don't get it. I guess I just don't get yeah. it. I don't know. I, it's, yeah. I mean, I don't think I could see myself doing it. But it, it, I don't know. It was an interesting, it's an interesting premise. That's for sure. It, mm-hmm. I have enjoyed it. This, I've, I started season 10 and uh, it's, it's not as good as season nine. There might be a reason that season nine is the only one that's available on Netflix. Mm. Do, mm-hmm. do they explain like on the show? I mean, I'm sure that they do just like on like um, Love is Blind or whatever, like what led them to that point? Like, yeah. are they just like, I'm just tired of being single. I'm just ready to settle down and I'm just going to put my trust in the process, which I feel like is always what they say in these reality shows. (laughs) Trust in the process. I think, yeah, that's kind of the the idea. I think that, 
it's hard to because like I'm on season 10 right now just kind of and there's definitely like one guy who I'm just kind of like dude are you literally just on here because you want to be on TV because you clearly well, are for sure yeah yeah and and that sucks too because then you have the people who are like you know said all the right things to get on the show and then you have the people who are like I really am interested in being married and starting a chapter of my life with someone I can share this chapter with and Mm. have a partner and the people who are really really like invested in being a partner with someone and and sharing their life and then you have like I said it's just and that's the thing too it's like you have to trust that maybe the, the experts were able to see through the people who you know were just there for the opportunity then there's me the skeptic the cynical person who like it's a reality tv show though and you know there are producers who are invested in getting good tv so i'm like i don't necessarily trust that like you have my best interest at heart Mm-hmm. necessarily like maybe the the panel does but like as far as who gets chosen to be on that show you know they pick people who are a hot mess they did that on love is blind too i'm like these people are <laughs> messy <laughs> yeah messy to, there there's i it's funny because i think unlike other reality shows where you're hoping for a mess in this one my hope is almost the opposite mm-hmm. where i hope i it's actually more interesting i'm more invested in the people you want it to I, work out yeah who i see like both have potential like i'm almost like please just let's and and i think they do a decent job of trying to give everybody equal time but also to focus on the the couples that are doing well and the things Mm. that they're doing to connect and the things that they're doing to uh, well girl you know i'm you know i'm down i will watch it on netflix (laughs) 20 yeah here we are i will for sure watch it yeah it's i i actually thought it was really good um i have something interesting as well um i was just on uh uh, Twitter and <clears throat> Candy Johnson, who I don't know if you guys know, I, I bet you do, uh, Keegan, because you watch YouTube. She had just posted, What costumes are you tired of seeing? Like, for, you know, since it's October. And I was thinking about that and I was like, What a fun FMK, right? Oh, like costumes. Okay. Fuck Mary Kill. Like costumes. classic Halloween costumes? Yeah. Have we never done that, right? No, we no. haven't. Um, Okay. Well, okay. So I feel like this is kind of two separate questions or one that Mm -hmm. leads into another. So what costumes are you sick of seeing? Um, no, stop it. I was a cat last year. I'm just teasing. Rude. (laughs) So rude. No, because actually, here's the thing. I actually like, I like all the classic ones. Like I love seeing witches and cats and like, I I love all of those devil like we did last year. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think that those are fun to me. I like seeing all the classic ones. If there's anything broad and general that I'm sick of seeing, and this is not a hot take. This is, I mean, everyone talks about this every year. It's making things sexy that shouldn't yep. be sexy. Absolutely. Like, I don't Absolutely. need, you shouldn't be a sexy sriracha bottle, okay? Like, it's <laughs> unnecessary. Like, I don't get it. Why does this exist? You know, like the white claw. <laughs> oh my god! Honestly, the only people who are allowed to be sexy white claw would be the three of us because it's Amen. on brand. That's the only reason. Um, but other than that, I'm just like, yeah, I don't need you to be like a sexy loofah. 
you know, oh, like man. something like that. I'm like, this Bubble feels bath. weird and unnecessary, you know. Yeah. But other yeah. than that, I don't care what you do on Halloween. <laughs> I'm I'm the same. I just yeah, the the whole like it I mean it's it's a joke now that like Halloween Mr. Rogers, is... but make it sexy. Yeah. Exactly. Oh. So yeah, that's that's my my only beef. But other than that, like the costumes that I've find like I, I love when people are super creative about it you know when it's when it's like a, a pun or yes. something um yeah Dictator. those are those are the ones that tickle me the most the super creative ones like that how many couples are gonna go as pence and the fly for halloween oh <laughs> couples man. costume Sexy dude. fly, <laughs> sexy fly, <laughs> dude. That's dude, you just made a million dollars. Brilliant. <laughs> that's actually fucking brilliant. If Anthony and I could actually go out on Halloween, that's what we would do. <laughs> oh yeah, just spray paint his hair white. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> oh, dude, and just plaster it down. And you know the most makeup, like the most oh, just pancake. He mm-hmm. looked like a fucking he android, like a zombie. He looked terrible. Yeah. I'm like, dude, ever since the fucking debate with uh, Nixon and JFK, it's like you, they know optics are so important right. for like, television. I know it's not about looks. Split screen. I know it's not about <laughs> looks, but I'm like, also, Kamala is beautiful. She <laughs> like, is radiant and vibrant and full of life and intelligence. Eyes, his eyes were <laughs> dead. Well, and he had one that might actually be dead. <laughs> Pink eye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, but, but that anyway, costume idea, I... That's fire. Wow. That is fire. Pence I, and sexy fly. Dude, I'm kind of <laughs> mad that I can't dress up like that this year. <laughs> we'll so do it at home and just take pictures. Oh, and yeah. Oh, my God. Get oh. on Zoom or whatever. Um, my, so one of my favorite costumes is um, so Halloween is a big deal in West Hollywood. They have the parade every year, which obviously we're not having this year because 2020 sucked all joy out of everything. Um, so the first year that I moved here and I was on Santa Monica Boulevard and this was early in the morning, the day of the parade. We're talking like eight o'clock or something, heading to work and crossing the street. Uh, was somebody that was in a pair of tidy whities and what looked to be a child-sized costume of Buzz Lightyear. Oh, <laughs> I just had the Buzz Lightyear wings, and I was like, "Living your best life at eight a.m. like going to some." Oh, just wow. I. So I love I love Halloween. I, I love so Halloween in West Hollywood, and I'm super bummed to so not get sad. to see all the costumes this year. Yeah, because it's too. so fun. I'm so sad that I remember when, um, you know, because it, like this happened, lockdown happened like right before my birthday. And I remember thinking like, well, like, but it'll be done by the holidays. So we'll still get to do all of our like, yeah, friend things, holiday things. No, no, everything's canceled. It's all canceled. Man, g- God bless. If you had a birthday in January, February or the beginning of March, I mean, God bless you because mm-hmm. you got it in. I'm happy for you. Good for you. <laughs> yeah, it's me and uh, it's me and Cassie just glaring at Christina because the two of us sorry. had our. <laughs> mm, I think that's like the last you. time that we went to karaoke too. 
Appalling. It was my birthday. Truly appalling. Unbelievable. No. That like we yeah. haven't karaoke together. <sighs> well, I just got really sad. Okay. Mm. Anyway, we're going to uh, fuck Mary Kill. Halloween costume. Do you want to do the classics like we did last year? And then I'll just post the picture of us from last year. We could do oh. which cat which cat and uh Witch cat devil? Devil, yeah. The costumes though. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Okay. No, each of us as those <laughs> No. I'm not ready for that FMK. No, me neither. I really don't need the public to weigh in on um nope. on that. If you guys nope, listen, nope, nope. if you're listening to this, you keep that to yourselves. <laughs> All right. We don't want to know. <laughs> uh, my ego can't take it. Not this year. It, just, it nope. certainly cannot. Uh, okay. So we last year, we were witch, devil, black cat. Classic Halloween costume choices. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let me think about this. I'm going to marry the black cat. Yeah. Solid. Because steady. Kitten. Oh, yeah, okay. exactly. Hold on. I know that the people listening can't see this, and I already showed Cassie, but look, speaking of. Aww, black cat. Yeah. That's so, my baby. Um, yeah, no, black cats, reliable, cute. Yeah. Though, yeah, I mean. Independent. Th- they're not going to bug indi- you too much. Exactly, exactly. But they're snuggly when you need them. Mm. Yeah. the Marry the black cat. Um, f- fuck the devil. <laughs> I mean, for for so many reasons. I mean, but there's so many variations of that costume too. So it'll like keep you on your toes, and so it could be naughty. It can be <laughs> traditional. It can be a lot of different things. I feel like it's very versatile. So fucking the devil and killing the witch. It's Right on. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm going for. I have a different take for sure, I think. Um, I think as far as costumes, I am mm-hmm. going to fuck Black Cat because I think it's the sexiest mm. of the costumes, right? Costume-wise, yeah. Yeah. It's definitely the sexiest. Like, you can really slink it up in a mm-hmm. Black Cat. Um, I am going to marry the witch because the witch can be so many things right there's so many avenues you can take with witch um which is that you know like you can you could go you know steampunk you could go there's just so many things you could do Witch costume is such a i don't know classic fun always fun you could do it different every single year you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it would keep you Mm -hmm. on your toes and i'm going to kill the devil i've been the devil twice so it's not that i dislike that costume i like it it's just maybe i've done it twice and so i'm like meh i'm over it (laughs) (laughs) gosh this is hard okay i think i am going to marry the witch because whether we're talking actual witches or costumes, I just think that they're fun, they're powerful. Mm-hmm. You can yep. do it any number of ways. You can be sexy witch or you can be scary witch. Um, they're versatile. So I like that. I'm going to marry the witch. I am going to... Yes, um, I am going to fuck Black Cat. Yeah, because uh, I saw Tim Burton's Batman uh, mm-hmm. when I was young, and yes. um, 
Michelle Pfeiffer in that costume. Wow. Still lives in yeah. my memory. Mm. Uh, and there's, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do that. And I'm going to kill the devil costume. But you know what? I actually think the devil costume is so cute. I really, really like it. And I feel like it's not overdone. Like, I feel like people don't That's do it very true. much. Um, where I'm from, I mean, it was off the table. Like, <laughs> mm. devil costumes were not allowed um, <laughs> in my life. Uh, So I didn't get to experience them very much, but I actually think that they're like such a cute classic Halloween costume. Um, But just from these options, I'm going to kill the devil costume. Yeah. Hmm. There we go. Fun time. Oh, and hold on. We have a new patron. Una Momento. Oh, I just thought of a super offensive costume that Uh shouldn't be done i remembered it (gasps) from my childhood did you guys ever or did you have anyone in your trick-or-treat group that would uh their costume one year was homeless oh yes bum yeah well that was a big don't do that anymore it was okay whenever i was a kid so in the 90s it was a hobo yeah that's right Mm -hmm. yeah where it was like you had a a stick with a with a, a handkerchief tied to the end of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Full of Johnny cakes or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. Don't. Yeah. yeah. Snow. No. It's no bueno. Anything no. that's uh, cultural appropriation as well. Oh, oh, oh yes. yes. Yeah. I feel like it's 2020 and that should go without saying. However, every year. Mm. I feel every like year. if you do it now, you have to know. Like you're doing it for attention, right? Like That's negative right. attention, right. like because you have to know that like people are no going to call you out on it at this point. Yeah. But people still do it; they still do it every single year. So yeah, that yeah. I would say that's a big no-no. Yeah, for sure. Okay, okay, we have a new patron. Very exciting. So we would like to welcome Rochelle Weintraub to our Patreon family. Hi. Hello. Welcome. We're so happy to have you. Bienvenue. Yay. Thank you. And we will get your rewards in the mail to you soon. Um, Also, we did just record our October episode of Crazy in Love Movies, in which uh, we covered Christina's pick, My Best Friend's Wedding. So that is coming for you soon, (laughs) Rachelle. Look out for that if you want to listen to that episode. We also have a uh, large back catalog of of episodes for you to peruse through if you would like to. Oh, I also want to, um, since this is kind of like business corner, I also uh, want to mention again that we are still doing our fall sale. Uh, Hoodies, face masks, mugs, all 15% off. So go and check that out. Get you some goodies for fall. The um, sweaters are really like warm and comfy. I like them a lot and we have a new design as well so go check out our new yikes on bikes uh merch (laughs) yes yes and oh by the way this is my worst date i'm christina i'm keegan i'm cassie (laughs) that is so weird christina never goes first i know yeah strange mixing it up well you guys want to take five and we'll come back with stories yes and we're back Okay, so I've got the crazy and love this week, so I will kick us off with stories. This one is um, a doozy. So Uh-oh. 
Be prepared. Be prepared for cringe. Okay. When I was 18, I had a huge crush on a coworker of mine. Let's call him Jared. Jared was about a year older than me and had gone to a neighboring high school. I remembered seeing him at football games, and we'd even been introduced through mutual friends, small towns and all that. Everyone knows everyone. Mm -hmm. And I always thought he was incredibly good looking. After school, I got a job over the summer at a local, quote, Mexican restaurant. I put <laughs> I put Mexican in quotes because this was Iowa. Mm. Our salsa <laughs> Our salsa consisted mostly of tomato paste and sugar. I oh. I can wow. relate because like here in um here in Springfield, Missouri, there's a restaurant called Mexican Villa. Yes, I'm putting them on blast. I don't care. <laughs> They're a very popular Mexican restaurant. But when I moved here, man, we moved here from the Southwest. Like I was mm. born in New Mexico. So we mm -hmm. went there. It was one of the first places we went. Their salsa, I swear Yoinks. to God, it's sweet and sour sauce. Ew. I swear to God. Oh. <laughs> Granted, listen, I haven't been there since and I was probably like 12. So maybe it's different now. Might be different now. Anyway, uh, anyway, Jared got hired about a week after me, and I couldn't believe my luck. I was sure that I had totally blossomed since high school and was no longer the gangly, nerdy girl he had once met. Now was my time to shine, and shine I did. I was charming, funny, smart. I somehow managed to always say the exact right thing, and it worked like a charm. After a month of working together, he finally asked me out. I was elated. Oh. The day of our date came, and I hit a small snag. My period had started that morning. A bit of a bummer, oh, no. but I was determined not to let it ruin my night out with Jared. I took two Midol and set to work in the morning, prepping myself for that evening's date. Exfoliating, shaving, blowing out my hair, finding the perfect outfit, etc. Mm -hmm. It was an all-day affair. Jared came around my parents' house at 6 o'clock. I popped two more Midol since I was cramping and hopped into his lifted truck. Uh, also, getting into a lifted truck when you're on your period sounds uh, awful. Mm -hmm. Anything that involves like a, a lifting of the leg motion, uh, I'm Oof. not a fan of. Um, he took me to Chili's. <laughs> I know how that sounds, but we were teenagers and the options were limited. So actually, this didn't bother me this, at all. No, this was a this is a fancy teenager. Date. Yes. He, yeah. He liked her. He took her to Chili's. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which it's is Iowa. actually, I feel like expensive Applebee's. Yeah. Yes, you know agreed, what I mean. Agreed, agreed. And you know, I think it's just because I'm at home. But from what she's saying, I'm picturing a very similar situation to like my high school, where it was like two small towns near each other, and mm -hmm. yeah, you would have had to have driven in to go to whatever restaurants are nearby. And so, like, yeah, there was probably a Chili's was you know close by. Yeah. Um, do I ordered fajitas, and things seemed to be going pretty well, except that I was starting to feel a little sick. I pushed through. About halfway through dinner, I'm feeling hot and cold at the same time, and I can barely mm. keep up with whatever high school glory football story he's telling me. <laughs> My stomach is in knots, and unfortunately, I know exactly what's coming. Oh, no. I politely excuse myself to go powder my nose. As soon as I am a safe distance away from my date, I half hobble, half run into the bathroom and throw <laughs> open the nearest stall. I had the worst case of period shits you have oh. ever seen. Yep. I knew it yep. was coming. I knew it. Yep. 
I couldn't even think about what it must have been like for the other women in the bathroom that night. I got it all out, or so I thought. (gasps) About seven minutes later, and was sweating profusely. I changed my tampon, gathered myself, gave myself a quick pep talk, and went back out to meet Jared. I tried to be as charming as possible as I told him I wasn't feeling well and could we possibly rain check the rest of the date for another night. I was highly apologetic and made sure that he knew it wasn't him, it was me, and I really, really wanted to see him again. He was totally understanding, quickly paid the check, and before I knew it, we were on our way home. Thank God. On the way, though, there had been some kind of accident. Traffic in this part of town was never bad. Bad traffic for us meant a 10-minute delay maximum. Of course, this would be the one time when traffic was completely stopped. My nausea had returned and I was cramping hard. I was trying to play it cool and I rode down the window to get some air. Big mistake. The unmistakable smell of a freshly (gasps) mowed down skunk wafted through the open window. Oh, no. That was the final straw. I started gagging immediately. My date noticed. Are you all right? Before I could answer, I felt the hot acid in my throat. I opened the door and began violently throwing up. It was the kind of vomiting that made my eyes well up with tears as if they were going to burst from my head. I had to lean my body really far out of the truck because it was raised so high off the ground. (laughs) Please don't tell me she farted. As I I threw up, I felt my stomach start to rumble. No. Oh, no. no. The sheer force <gasps> of the ends. vomiting had awoken something in my intestine. <gasps> oh, no, no, no. no. Oh, Soon, no. I felt it. There was no stopping it. As <gasps> I was throwing up, a loud, thunderous fart exploded in Jared's oh, no. direction. As I feel something vaguely <laughs> oh, soggy no. down below. Oh, <gasps> oh no. <laughs> I wanted to die. I considered <gasps> rolling out of the car and into the ditch right then. Eventually, the torrent of vomit stops. I sit back up, not daring to look at Jared. We say nothing for the remainder of the ride home. I don't even remember if I said anything to him as I exited the car. When I got up to my room, I was completely in shock. I took a look at myself in the mirror. My skin had that waxy look. I turned to grab my PJs. I just wanted to curl up and fall asleep. And that's when I noticed a giant red stain on the back of my jeans. No. I'm sure the blood had been pushed out by the force of my fart. Oh, (laughs) no. No. (laughs) And I'm sure Jared had seen it. Oh, no. (laughs) The next morning, I was supposed to go into work. I no-called, (laughs) no-showed. And later texted my boss to tell him I would no longer be going into work and I quit. My friend picked up my last check and in a couple of months I left in the fall for college. I never saw Jared again. (laughs) Oh, thank God. Bye. (laughs) That's what you have to do. Like, I'm sorry, there's no recovery from that. There is no, you know what? Cut your losses. (laughs) Start a new life somewhere else. You're young. You're just out of high school. This is when you can just quit your job. I'm out. Moving. Deuces. Bye. (laughs) Yeah. Oh. Oh, That's. My God. Can we please like normalize 
periods yeah though honestly. no totally but Jesus. to be honest like she was 18 but, she was excited nowadays you cancel like if you're feeling like that because i that's how i get too. like i get like i get sick you know the sweaty hot cold oh, yeah. chills like all of that stuff yep. you just rain check man next mm-hmm. weekend we'll do this next weekend yeah yes. not every that. period but definitely there's sometimes there are periods yeah. when i'm like whoo wee here it mm-hmm. comes mm-hmm. Yeah. all right so I got this story from Reddit. So a bit of a backstory. I married young to an awful man and after the divorce had no idea about dating. This was my first adult date. I met him online. We agreed to meet at a local coffee shop at 10 a.m. The man shows up and it is immediately clear that he is at least 10 years older than his online profile. No. Ugh. No. Honestly. That's okay. Weird, but not a deal breaker. I already had my coffee. I was nervous. So I arrived early and went. uh, So when he arrived, he went up, got a coffee and joined me at the table with a coffee and one of those really large brownies. We exchanged pleasantries. Then he proceeds to talk nonstop for the next two and a half hours. I recently wrote a novel, so he was trying to convince me that he is an author as well. He proceeds to describe popular movies like The Terminator, but with a minor change, like The Terminator was an alien, not a robot, and then claims it was a completely original idea, despite it being just the same as the movie. Oh my god. Uh, Yeah, I'm an author too. Let me tell you about this book I wrote. No, no, it's not like The Terminator at all. It's totally different. (laughs) Could you imagine? that was annoying but also not quite a deal breaker the whole time he is talking he is drinking his coffee and eating his brownie with his mouth open he is spraying spittle across the table and Mm -mm. it is just just i just discreetly scoop backwards then because he doesn't stop his talking to chew and swallow he starts loudly burping (gasps) he has brownie bits stuck in his uh, teeth he is spraying brownie across uh, the table and he is still talking i get so bored that after 10 minutes of his burping i started counting the burps oh my god i'm sorry i you you know i i think i'd have to go home like oh, yeah. i'm like i we're done sir 23 burps later, I finally Ew. get a word in and mentioned that the coffee shop closed 10 minutes ago. I said maybe 30 words the entire time. I also can't look at Brownie without seeing what I saw. He wanted to keep dating, but I didn't. He was lacking in basic intelligence and table etiquette. He never even learned anything about me. I could have just been a cardboard cutout sitting there. He could have just propped up a mirror and talked to himself and he would have thought that the date was great. He actually told me it was the best date he had ever been on in years. Yikes. Yikes. Ew. Ew. 20 20 simod burps. 20 simod burps. You guys. Yeah, no, thank you. I mean, I can definitely see myself counting burps if it's at that point of the date where you're just like, here we are. (laughs) Oh, that's (laughs) disgusting. And two and a half hours is interminable. Oh, It's honestly so long. When I, you're somewhere you don't want to be. I don't oh. understand how she, like, I I mean, you make something up. Like, after the first hour, hour and a half, make something up, mm. man. You don't have a friend you can text to tell her to call you with an right. excuse oh. for you to leave. I mean, I think, exactly. too, it's your first real date. 
as an adult she said so i mean oh, like okay that she's just at that point things. where she's probably like okay i just i'm gonna put up with this It'll that's true be over soon and that's true it is oh. a little different if it's like your first date ever yeah no. we remember some of christina's early dates mm-hmm. <laughs> but even christina just got up and walked away but you are an adult yeah. so like a real yeah. adult adult yeah yeah um okay so this one got written into us the subject is worst sex of my life Uh-oh. oh i'm interested oh, no <laughs> I'll preface this by saying that I just got dumped by my boyfriend of almost three years. I'm still very much in love with him, but such is life. Oh, honey, Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Uh, This happened just yesterday, and I'm not kidding. In the middle of it, I thought to myself, wow, this sucks, but it'll be a great submission to my worst date. (laughs) mm, mm, mm. I'm glad we could be here for you in your time of need. Yes. Mm -hmm. So... I just got my heart broken into a bajillion pieces for reasons still unbeknownst to me. When I was moving back from across the country, I decided, fuck it, I'm going to get on Tinder and see what's up in my hometown where I moved back to. Well, I matched with this beautiful guy. Ugh, he is so attractive. I was like, well, shit, what a perfect way to get over my ex. Mm -hmm. Girl, same. I remember my... uh distraction dick very well (laughs) um so we end up talking a lot talking on the phone and facetiming i'm getting good vibes and he's even cuter in person then he comes over and we hang out i eventually made the first move and invited him to my bedroom this is where it gets weird af Uh oh okay so first off horrible at kissing which is such a bummer because i love kissing I also like someone who takes initiative, but he didn't. So I was like, okay, no worries. I'll just take the initiative. So when we get to my bedroom, it's like as soon as we start, he starts moaning oh. so loud. <laughs> oh, that's such a turn off. I mean, if you're in it and you're enjoying it, moaning is fine. But just coming in. Uh. And like really loud moaning too. That's so weird. It's like the the hisser, the guy that hissed. I was like, "Mm." oh god, oh god. No, I'm all for a good moan, but Jesus fucking Christ, we literally just started. Then he, yeah, like what could possibly be feeling that good in the beginning? Exactly. Like you usually don't do that until you get like worked up, right? Yeah, I mean, generally speaking, uh, my consensus has been with the the focus group that I've been. Yes, with, part of. sure, sure. Uh, the moans have basically been at the end. Yeah, right. right. Generally, yeah. yeah. So weird. Okay. All right. Yeah. It In feels fake study. to me. I'm I'm skeptical. If you start too early, yeah. Then he was just laying on top of me like a dead fish and moaning so loud. And I was trying so hard not to laugh. What? (laughs) I'd be like, are you okay? And and like, also like, uh, don't put all of your body weight on me. What's happening? Yes. This is the least sexy thing I've ever heard. I know. It was just laying, someone laying their full body weight on you, not moving and just moaning. It just Mm -hmm. reminds me of in the crucible 
whenever that guy is being like, they're laying slabs of concrete on top of him. And he's like, more weight. That's what I think of. (laughs) It feels like it feels like 15th century torture. Right. Mm. But I was like, okay, this is our first time doing this. First times can always be awkward since we don't know each other. Maybe the tension will ease a bit. No, it did not. It was like that for probably five minutes. So finally I was like, fuck this. I will make this more interesting. And I threw him back and was like, okay, maybe it'll finally get better. But no, it did not. It truly did not. Mm. Finally, after like an hour, I'm not even kidding. It was like an hour or maybe longer of the same shit. I'm fucking tired. Neither <laughs> of us got off. And at that point, I'm just done. Yeah. I was like, neither Dude, of you like that. Neither. That is really bad. Like if you yeah. can't even. Yeah. After an hour. No. It's like, at that point, you're just waiting. Please just hurry up and be done with it. Yes. Us. Yes. Yes. Yeah. No. Because that's just too long. It's it too long. My jaw hurts. Everything hurts. It's That's like a, that's a Chloe Ting workout right there. <laughs> that's, that's longer than. than a Chloe Ting workout, yeah. dude. If, if, if Chloe Ting gives me an hour of workouts, that's a long day. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I was like, dude, I'm tired and I have to work in the morning. We can try this again sometime. It was so weird and I'm so confused. I ended up letting him stay the night because it was about 1 a.m. at that point and he was just laying on my bed. Anyway, that was legitimately the worst sex I have ever had in my life. It goes for a great story, though. I picture her typing this on her phone. He's sleeping sleeping next to her. (laughs) She's like, to my worst date. Let me tell you about this dumb shit. It truly is like appallingly bad. Like that is like, oh, I don't even understand how that happens. Like needs, yeah. usually in these stories, because we've had stories similar to this before, usually like the dude is enjoying it or like he thinks mm-hmm. he's doing a good job or something. But yeah. clearly this guy, they're just sexually incompatible. You know what I mean? There's just yeah. some people... And it sucks. I I have had um, dates like that that seem to be going great. Like the and then you just get into bed and like nothing's works. Like you just yeah. don't fit together physically, and mm. it's just is just smashing yeah, cut, your bodies cut, together. Cut your losses, dude. <laughs> yeah. An hour is. Ugh, it really makes me think sex. of like you know whenever you used to play with your Barbie and Ken dolls, and it was just like mm-hmm. yes. just banging. <laughs> plastic (laughs) together (laughs) oh man okay so um Mm. Uh oh my crazy in love story i i am gonna say quickly yes there is some general fuckery happening in this story and um Mm -hmm. for that i apologize but there is no cannibalism so oh, okay. feel Good. free to consume your lunch while you eat this. Because we did get messages what? last time of people who were like, I, I, I'm trying to enjoy my salad and you're talking about meat hooks. <laughs> that will not be discussed, but there will be some other things that may make you gag. So you've been warned. I'll warn you again when we get to it. But I am going to tell the crazy and love story of Candy Mossler. Oh. Now, I had first heard this story when I watched an episode of A Crime to Remember, which I love A Crime to Remember. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It does. 
it does do a thing that I generally don't like, which is reenactments. But I feel like their reenactments are pretty high quality. Like, yeah, they're pretty they, decent. Yeah, they have like they clearly have like a um, costume budget and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and like Michelle McNamara ha- was on a couple of episodes because they oh, yeah. you know go and they they have like experts talk about the stories and things like that. And so I enjoy that show, and it's on Hulu. If anybody wants to. Uh, Give it a watch. This episode is uh, season two, episode three. I didn't rewatch this one before I prepped for this, but I remember it being a good episode. And I got a lot of my information from a Gizmodo article and deadinchicago.com and a couple of New York Times articles. Okay. So Candace Candy Mossler was this super glamorous platinum blonde socialite. She was one of those women who kept her real age a secret from everyone, like one of those like mm-hmm. high society, a lady never shares how old she is kind of women. But she was really fun and outgoing and one of those ladies who like women wanted to be her, men wanted to be with her type of mm-hmm. women. So in 1949, she met Jacques, who went by Jack Mossler, and he was a multimillionaire about 20 years her senior. Again, no one knew her actual age, but approximately 20 years older than her. Uh, And he owned a chain of bank and finance companies. Now, Jack was described as somewhat of a workaholic. His mom had been widowed when he was very young, and so he not only was inspired by her hard work ethic, because she worked very hard to provide for them, um, but also uh, was driven to provide for her and his siblings, because he was the oldest, I think, uh, and just secure a better life for his family. When he met Candy, they were both recently divorced. And of course, this older man was taken by this beautiful younger woman. Now, even though uh, Jack was dedicated to his work, he was also described as an excellent father. In his first marriage, he had had four children and he was super, super devoted to his kids. After Candy and Jack were married, they moved into a 28 bedroom mansion in Jesus. Houston, Texas. 28 bedrooms. That's too much. I don't know what you how big is that house? Are you if opening it, an orphanage? Like <laughs> that's crazy. How do you So they had this 28 bedroom home in Houston and then they also had a vacation apartment in um Key Biscayne, Florida. Hi. You know. Yeah, cuz you need more space. Yeah. Clearly mm-hmm. 28 bedrooms isn't enough. I'm really picturing like an Aaron Spelling home, you know, like one of those that's just like you get lost in it. It's insanely big. So Jack continued to make like hella money throughout this time. And eventually he amassed a fortune of $33 million, which would be nearly $300 million in today's money. So he was rich, rich, like mega rich, Mm. rich. And of course, they should have opened an orphanage is what I'm saying. Well, Mm -hmm. okay, hold on. Oh, shit. (laughs) Of course, Candy was living. She became accustomed to an extremely lavish lifestyle, as you would. I mean, when you have that kind of money, I almost can't even falter. I'm like, you have so much money. (laughs) Of course, you're like buying all of the best things all the time. Um, So the first eight years of their marriage, things were good. They seemed really happy. They were like socialites. Everyone seemed to like them. They were like the best of the best in like Houston society. 
get ready for the first weird wild shit that happened here. So Jack was watching the news um, eight years into their marriage from their Houston home when he saw a story about a man named Leonard Glenn. This could be its own crazy in love. In fact, when I was doing this, I was like, oh, gosh, that'd be a good one for another time. But Glenn um, had a history of mental illness and he shot his newly pregnant wife and then stabbed their youngest child, which was an infant boy, to death before Jesus. bundling up his remaining children, three boys and a girl, in the car and driving them all over Chicago. Like he said he was going to drive them to Tennessee or something, but ended up just kind of driving aimlessly throughout Chicago until he eventually crashed into a snowbank. Um, so... He had been sent to a psychiatric facility before in 1954, but his wife had begged for him to be released. And at that time, they had declared him sane, but with chronic alcoholism. So he ended up murdering her three years later. Jesus. Mm -hmm. So police found and arrested Leonard, and he was committed to a state hospital and the children were given to his wife, Betty, his wife's brother, but the brother was unable to care for the kids long term. So Leonard's at, or not Leonard, um, Jack is at home in Houston watching this story on the news because it made like national news. And he saw that the kids were like all but orphaned. Like they were going to be split up because the, the uncle couldn't take care of them. So it tugged at his heartstrings and he knew that he had more than enough space to adopt mm-hmm. these kids. He had 28 yeah. bedrooms. They can each have three. Yeah. Right, three yeah. rooms. So him and Candy traveled from Houston to Chicago, and they were like, we want to adopt all the children. And the authorities were like, great. So they adopted all four of these kids wow. and brought them oh. into their home. So the first four years after the children were adopted were pretty idyllic. Like the the family seemed happy. Again, they were popular. They were obviously looked at as these incredibly generous, kind people for having taken these kids in. But Daddy Warbucks. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, honestly, no like, these kids had gone through something terribly traumatic. That story, like, I didn't linger on it very much, but it's actually really horrible. Um, mm. because the baby after he stabbed the baby, the baby wasn't dead and he took the baby with them. Oh, and the baby was alive after they found all of the kids, but died later in the hospital. Like just terrible things for these kids to have lived through. So for them to be adopted by this, you know, family (laughs) and they got to stay together and it seemed like such a, you know, the happiest ending that there could be for these kids, but alas, not to be. So, in 1961, Candy's nephew, Melvin Powers, entered their lives. Now, Melvin was 24 years old, and um, he was about 20 years younger than Candy. And he was originally from Birmingham, Alabama, and had had a short stint in the Navy before doing a variety of like oddball jobs that eventually resulted in him kind of doing a con job in Michigan that ended that he ended up being convicted and serving 90 days in jail for. So he really seemed like the type of person who was kind of doing whatever he needed to do for a quick book, right? He didn't really want to like work hard, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but was in it to get cash quick. So after serving the 90 days, his mom, Candy's sister, tells her son, hey, maybe you should go to Houston and hang out with your auntie and uncle for a little bit. They're loaded 
as fuck. They can help you out. They'll help you get a leg up. So mm, like he that. makes his way to Houston and Jack agrees to let Melvin move into their gigantic house. Again, tons of space. Why not? Mm-hmm. And he also agrees to help Melvin um, with his business ventures and eventually hires him to a financial firm. I mean, what are family for, right? Mm. Get ready to get grossed out. Okay. So Candy and Melvin have never met before, I don't think. Why? Who knows? This is your sister's son. I was no just idea. Thinking, I'm like, how have they not? Okay. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, from what I read, that's kind of what it seemed like. Maybe they had met when he was like little or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But maybe she just wasn't very close with her sister. I don't know. Either way, when they meet, sparks fly. Wait, what? What? Wait, what? Wait, I told you. Wait, I told you to prepare yourself. I told you to prepare yourself. I gave you a warning. That's not the warning. The warning. (laughs) No, no, no. Listen, it's going to get bad. No, just hang in there. You just have to hang in there with me. No. So Candy Candy would later say that she was feeling lonely because her husband Jack had been... This is also messed up. She said she was lonely because her husband Jack had been struck by a mysterious illness that left him a homosexual. Oh. Uh, (laughs) Oh. That is a lot to unpack. It's so much to process. Last couple minutes, I'm like... Okay. I, and this broken. I this left Candy. So Candy was in desperate need for companionship when Mel came along. Okay. And um he, she needed a shoulder to cry on, if you will. So they began an affair fairly quickly and um it was pretty easy for them to hide their relationship from Jack because at this point, he was in his mid to late 60s, and he was spending most of his time at their vacation home in Florida. Now, I... Uh, <laughs> getting some distraction, Dick. There, um, <laughs> oh, God. I, okay, wait. Time out. Okay. Chris, Christina. You're the okay. only one who has a sibling with children. Mm-hmm. I mean, no. I mean, uh, no. no. I, I mean, literally, no. Like, no, I, nobody. I, it's, it's, look, guys, this is not, they are not tutors, okay? They're not, like, this isn't royalty in, you know, 15th century France, all right? Even like, then, we don't marry, never we don't marry and- cousins, we don't marry nephews, we don't marry... We no. don't keep it in the family like that. No. In the 1950s. All right. So um, now there is some evidence that Jack was gay or at least interested in exploring his sexuality, which was, of course, at the time deemed to be incredibly taboo, especially in high society Texas and for like mm-hmm. a, a businessman in high society Texas. So some speculate that he was spending so much time in Florida so that he could kind of like be a little bit more open, get some freedom to figure out what his sexuality was. Um, and, you know, do that away from the prying eyes of the the Houston elite. But this is really just speculation. Wait, but do they mm-hmm. explain what, what 
sicknessy. <laughs> <laughs> What's sick? He's like, got the flu. What now a weird thing for her to say. Like, like a mysterious illness. Mm. The fuck. <laughs> However, uh, it's um, one of the s- side effects of uh, <laughs> it's a COVID side effect. <laughs> Um, however, even if Candy and Mel had been able to keep their relationship a secret from uh, Jack, they were not able to keep it a secret from everybody around the house. Because can you imagine being a servant in that home? Imagine. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, how much are you vacuuming the grass? Like, how many times have you cleaned Candy's doorknobs where you're like, Mm. what's going on in there? I'm dusting walls. Yeah. (laughs) Just dusting the air. So about a year into their affair, a servant in the house was like, man, this don't feel like no aunt nephew relationship I've ever seen. Something Mm -hmm. is something is fishy here. So this nosy Nelly did what any of us would do. She Mm -hmm. snuck into Candy's room and she read that bitch's diary. (laughs) (gasps) Yo, Mm -hmm. that's a loyal servant. She read the diary and Candy, being an absolute idiot, who had never read one Nancy Drew book in her life, detailed <laughs> her relationship with Melvin. I can only imagine, can you imagine no. this servant like just flipping pages, flipping pages, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> reading mm. this diary. So she, the servant like goes to her room, right? Gets out her stationery and pens a letter to Jack in Florida. And she's like, <gasps> yo, Guess what your life, your wife has been up to? Wow. So he immediately fires Melvin from the financial firm, and he calls authorities to remove him from the home in Houston. Melvin is not going quietly. He is resisting officers as he's being. They are forcibly escorting him out, and as he's leaving, he's heard saying, "One day I'll return as the owner of this mansion." Oh, again, a dumb thing to say out loud. Given the circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. So Jack, though, like takes him seriously, like believe like is a little nervous about this guy. And so he writes in his personal diary, if Mel and Candace don't kill me first, I'll have to kill them. So after this, dear diary, I know the (laughs) diaries in this story. After this, um, Candy and Jack formally separate, though they neither one of them wanted to be the one to file for divorce because according to their prenup, if Jack filed, Candy would get half of his millions, and if she filed, she would only get 200000 So neither one of them wanted to be the one to file. Um, she was already receiving, and this is some banana shit, she was already getting $5,000 a week Damn. allowance, which in, in today's money is $45,000 a week. Wow. That's more than like the uh, average household in America makes in a year. <laughs> you know, like... Oh, no shit. Yeah. So, um, to, to keep up her lifestyle. And um, it was, you know, more than enough to live comfortably. Again, like there are families in the Midwest who live on $45,000 a year. So Can that's you imagine insane. that much money a week? She could get like a little place... I no, never mind. I don't want her to have a little place for. But it's just like people Melbourne. get, they get so. Uh, money must be one hell of a drug, man. It really must be because mm. people, yeah, end up in this place where they're like, it's not enough. Like to me, forty five thousand dollars a week 
Jesus. Dude, just chill. Like, it's fine. You know? Yeah. You don't have to see him if you don't want to see your husband. Like, you don't have to see him. Yeah. But whatever. Live separate it's like lives. It's deal. Yeah. Um, it's speculated, though, that another reason that Jack didn't want to file for a divorce is because he was worried about what Candy would say about his sexuality to the press in the event of a messy divorce. But I'm like... Yeah. She's sleeping with a blood relative. I feel like right. you have just as much ammo <laughs> to throw yeah, back at her. You, you got the, you got the upper hand. Yeah, yeah but for sure because what he's doing isn't wrong. Yeah. And yes. what he's doing is also just at this point hearsay cuz but you actually have written down how much Right. You- yeah, but it really does speak to the fear at the time. Like, yeah, you know, right. I understand, like, because of the way that our society was at that time, like, he was that scared of, mm-hmm. of any of that coming to light, which is really sad. But either way, the only way that Candy and, by extension, Mel could get their hands on the $33 million fortune was in the event of Jack's death. So... After their separation, Jack is pretty much living in Florida full time, like in the vacation home. So in late June 1964, Candy is like, you know, what? I'm going to bring the kids to go see Jack or um, yes, I'm going to bring the kids to go see Jack in Florida. And so she and the kids, they go up to the apartment and they only stay for a couple of hours before Candy starts complaining of a headache. Now, Candy had been known to have debilitating migraines throughout her life. Girl, same. I understand how how difficult that is. Like they, they, it's terrible. So it wasn't unusual that she was saying that. Like her head was really hurting. What I do find unusual, and maybe this is just a product of the time. I don't know the gender roles at the time. Is that when Candy kind finally was like, okay, I I'm fed up with being in pain. I want to go to the ER and like get someone to give me some meds or something. She mm-hmm. takes all four children with her. It's midnight and she why takes just leave them. Why not just leave them with their dad? Like, why would you pack all the right. kids into the car and take them with you to the ER at midnight? To me, that seems weird, but whatever. Yeah, it's suspect. Yeah. So she takes all of the kids with her. Um, and not long after she leaves, an intruder enters the apartment and there's a scuffle that results in Jack being brutal- brutally stabbed and bludgeoned over the head. When Candy, and and this is, look, she's a terrible person mm-hmm. for many, many reasons, but mm-hmm. this is probably like the number one thing for me. So Candy returns with the children to the apartment and they find Jack wrapped Lost. up in a blood-soaked blanket. These kids have yeah. already experienced mm-hmm. the worst thing they could have ever experienced. And now they have just seen their adopted father like murdered like right. it, it. <clears throat> okay so candy calls the cops immediately and they deter- they determine almost as soon um as they look at the body that this was likely someone who knew jack because of the incredible amount of overkill mm-hmm. jack had been stabbed 39 times Jesus. oh my god so investigators start to talk to neighbors um, who say that they'd heard commotion. And one of them says that they saw a dark haired man fleeing the premises. And when they question Candy as to whether or not anyone would want to hurt Jack, she wastes no time in telling police that her husband was known to bring strange men home. So maybe it was a jealous lover. 
Okay. Police, of course, um, you know, they take that into consideration. But as they're tracking people down, trying to get info, um, it's not long before they find Jack's diary and they discover not only Candy and Melvin's relationship, but also that Jack was afraid of what they might do to try and get their hands on the money. So Mm -hmm. Candy has a pretty tight alibi. But where was Melvin? So in Jack's apartment, they found some bloody fingerprints. They run them through the system and they come back to who? Melvin. Melvin. So shocking. (laughs) One of Jack's cars, um, the one that was usually driven by Candy when she was in Florida, was reported stolen. And when they located the car, they found more bloody fingerprints. Who belonged to who? Melvin. Melvin. Messy, messy, messy. There were also witnesses who reported having seen Melvin in nearby Miami on the night of the murder. And within a couple of days, authorities had found and arrested Melvin. When Candy heard that Melvin was arrested, she hired a top defense attorney for him. Fun fact, that defense lawyer that she hired from Melvin was also the one who defended James Earl Ray, who is Martin Luther mm. King's King Jr.'s um, assassin. So, yeah, real piece of shit. So police are pretty sure that Candy is involved at this point, though. And so they take her into custody as well. Now, Candy knows that her delicate disposition will not do well behind bars. So she hires a team of lawyers to prevent her from spending even one day in jail. So for a year after the murder, both Candy and Melvin are free on bond. They're just living their best lives. They're still together living their best lives. I hate and, this. And, yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. And when it finally goes to trial, they're both asserting their innocence, but the prosecution was like, listen, y'all, these two nasties wanted to be together and inherit all this money. Old boy was worth $200 million gro- gross, $22 million net. In today's money, $1.6 billion gross, Jesus. $177 million net worth. So, hella motive. Yeah. Yeah. The prosecution also presents pictures of these two dummies out vacationing together, just having a grand old time, not even really appearing to be like hiding their relationship. And it's also said that in the hours before the murder, Melvin stopped at this place called the Stuffed Shirt Lounge, which was a bar just a few blocks from Jack's apartment. And before leaving the bar, Melvin asked for an empty bottle of Coke from the bartender, which is a really weird request. Um, And the bartender gives it to him, but it is this that prosecutors believe was used to bludgeon Jack over the head. Also, Candy never went to the ER like she said she did. Instead of going to the ER, she loaded up the kids in the car and drove around for three and a half hours. (gasps) What? Just like their Mm -hmm. fucking horrible. Imagine the trauma, the trauma that these kids experienced. Jesus. Witnesses also testified that Candy had made phone calls calling around town trying to find someone willing to kill her husband for her. Just looking for takers. Wow. (laughs) I mean, all signs, all signs. Granted, it's mostly circumstantial evidence, but all signs point to Mel and Candy. The New York Times dubbed it one of the most spectacular homicide trials ever. This is from the New York Times. The Mosler Powers trial was so lurid that the judge admitted no spectator under 21. The star performer was the legendary lawyer Percy Foreman, who persuaded a jury to overlook clear motive, bloodstains, palm prints, fingerprints, and love letters. 
So they, the defense said that the bloody fingerprint found in the car could have been there for who knows how long. Melvin's definitely been in that car before. DNA evidence wasn't a, a thing yet. So all they knew that, hey, there's some blood in here. And yes, it matches Melvin's blood, but it could be his blood for all you know. You don't know whose blood that is. So just because his fingerprints in it doesn't mean that it belongs to Jack. Candy took the stand and testified testified that on more than one occasion, she had come home to find Jack in the arms of strange men. So the defense attorney basically leaned heavily on the homophobia of the jury by saying that Jack was clearly some kind of deviant and it was his lifestyle that got him killed. And how dare they try to pin it on these good upstanding incestuous lovers the (laughs) the jury deliberated for 16 hours before returning with a verdict of not guilty they claimed that there was insufficient evidence to convict the couple of murder the jury acknowledged the love affair but they were like incest does not murderers make I guess (laughs) Candy, which, listen, Candy reportedly kissed each juror after the verdict was read. Now, maybe it's just because we live in COVID times, but I would want her to keep her nephew kissing mouth away from me very much. Oh, like, thank you very, very much. Far. Like Very far. I don't oh. need that near me. Uh-uh. Mm. But <laughs> I'm so sorry to you guys. But listen. I hate this. <laughs> this is from the New York Times. The courtroom carnival ended with Mr. Powers and Mrs. Mossler kissing on the lips as they drove away in her gold Cadillac. Just in public. Like, imagine being her sister. Imagine. Imagine. No. Okay. No. So uh, they went on to throw a lavish party um, celebrating their not guilty verdict in which she had the children walk around with one of the murder trial posters that had been posted all around town and had them sign it, had all the guests sign it as a souvenir, which Candy later framed in her house. She's a terrible person. Fuck. Candy did end up inheriting her husband's estate, his millions, and his banking business. She changed the name of the company to Candace Mossler Enterprises. Alas... The relationship was not made to last, and Candy and Melvin split a year after the end of the trial. Candy went on to remarry a much younger man named Barnett in 1971. However, the year after they married, Barnett mysteriously fell from the mansion balcony and suffered serious brain damage. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Jesus. While he was in a coma, Candy dipped out of that relationship (laughs) Wow. (laughs) She's like, well, he didn't die, which is what I wanted. So he's in a coma. So I'm just going to quietly back out. (laughs) Oh, my God. In in 1976, Candy's body was found in a Miami hotel room. She was wearing nothing but a sexy silk nightgown and a full face of makeup. She had overdosed on her migraine medication. And um, because no one really knew how old she was, reports differ on her age at death. So some reports say she was 56. Others say she was 62. We don't actually know for sure. At this point, Melvin was an eccentric and successful real estate developer worth about $200 million himself. 
He Jesus. attended Candy's funeral with a hot young mystery blonde girlfriend in tow. He never married, and in 2010, he died in Houston at the age of 68 of undetermined causes. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so Wow. And hopefully those children with all that money got inherited. the best therapist. Yeah. I hope so. That money could buy and inherited all of that and are living their fucking best lives mm-hmm. now since their fucking childhood is one for the books. Yikes. Good. Woof. Lord. Yeah, I couldn't really find anything about what happened to those kids, which is, I mean, I just hope that they, uh, that things went okay for them. It's probably good that they stayed out of the spotlight after mm-hmm. all that happened, but. Wow. I'd I'd read their book, though. For yeah, sure. Wowie, wow, 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 wow. That was a great one. <laughs> I had actually not heard that one before. I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> so good. Oh my Thank god! Thank you. <laughs> I am shooketh. That oh, is what a nightmare! How do you date that guy? Do you know what I mean? If he's uh-uh. like had, dude, he's got he's the biggest. Just lucky y- that Google didn't exist back then because right. that block. Like, well, even no if way. she knew, I mean, because she went to the funeral with him, so she had to like. I'm sure it got back to her about that relationship. But here's the thing. He had $200 million. He actually mm. like went down. Um, he made the news in the 80s because he had like one of the largest yachts on the West- in the Western Hemisphere. He like expanded his yacht. He, uh, yeah, I'm sure Candy gave him a, a good portion of money to get his life started, um, get his businesses going for wow. him to, to make that kind of money. But yeah. Wow. Wow. It, it's a hard story because it was just like there's no justice. No. no. You know? Wow. No. Wow. Damn. That was crazy. <laughs> that was crazy. It is crazy. That's the craziest in love, actually. Can we like Ooh. do a round of applause for the real MVP, that servant, though? Mm. Okay. Queen. <laughs> a queen. Yeah. Vacuum grass. Although, that's... you know, Candy fired her and then badmouthed her all around town. So. Oh, yeah. That sucks, but. Yeah. She got fucked. Oh. <sighs> Well, wow. What are you guys watching this week? Oh, man. I mean, outside of The Real Housewives of Atlanta, uh, just Shit's Creek, the new mm-hmm. the new season. Oh, it has been my bright, shining spot. I am so cozy and comfy and happy that it is now on Netflix and available. Yep. No, I, I actually haven't started the new season yet because um, Eric was behind. So we're finally like, almost up to mm. the, the new season. It's but so good. It's so cute. It. It's just the best. It's one of my favorite shows for mm-hmm. sure. We've... I want an ooh David bug. An ooh David ew, what? David? Mug. Oh, mug. Oh, yeah. I think you said bug. I was Me like, too. Wait, I was like, I don't get it. This must be a fly joke. I don't understand. <laughs> uh, I have... Well, you know, I've been watching that Married at First Sight, but the thing that I have been doing um, in my spare time has been to do um, Duolingo. So I'm brushing up on my old French uh, words and nice vocab. So yeah, that's what I've been doing lately. Nice. Hey, uh, dude, 2020 is full of, of things like gardening, baking, mm-hmm. learning a new language. Doing mm-hmm. these anything. <laughs> yeah. What else am I gonna exactly. do? There we go. 
Well, hey, if you've got shows that we should watch, uh, if you've got crazy and love suggestions, and especially stories to tell, go to our one-stop shop of a website. It's myworstdatepodcast.com. And we love you guys so much. Cheers. This is a Glass Box Media Podcast.